page 7 in your green hymnal. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God, our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, Merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities, with which I have offended thee, and justly deserve thy temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and truly repent of them. And I pray thee of thy boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death, of thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the Word, announce the grace of God unto all of you who heartily repent of your sins, believe on Jesus Christ, and sincerely and earnestly purpose by the assistance of God the Holy Ghost henceforth to amend your sinful lives. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The introit. unto me, Thou art my Son. This day I have begotten Thee. The Lord reigneth, He is with majesty. The Lord is clothed with strength, wherewith He hath girded Himself.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, who has made this most holy night to shine with the brightness of the true light, grant, we beseech thee, that as we have known on earth the mysteries of that light, we may also come to the fullness of his joys in heaven, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. is from the ninth chapter of Isaiah. The people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. You have multiplied the nations and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden, and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every warrior's sandals come, for every warrior's sandals from the noisy battle, and the garment rolled in blood will be used for burning and fuel for fire. For unto us a child is born, Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and the peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Here ends the reading. The epistle is from the second chapter of Titus. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Here ends the epistle. Thy people shall be reigned in the day of thy power. In the beauty of holiness from the womb of the morning. 
According to St. Luke, the second chapter. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a great multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Here ends the gospel. Nicene Creed, page 17. (coughs) I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven 
and sitteth on the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Oh, praise 
Our sermon text is from Luke chapter 2. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. First of all, see how plainly and simply things happen on earth, and yet how high they are regarded in heaven. On earth, well, it happens this way. Here is a poor young woman, Mary of Nazareth. She's regarded as nothing at all and thought of as one of the least citizens of the city. No one is aware of the miracles she carries. She is silent, keeps her own counsel, and regards herself as the least. She starts out with her husband, Joseph, very likely. They had no servant, so he is master and servant, and she is mistress and maid. They abandon their home or entrust it to others. Now, they may have had a donkey, but most likely, as the scripture doesn't mention it, she may have gone on foot with Joseph. She was despised by the inns along the way, though she was worthy of being brought in a golden carriage with all pomp. How many wives and daughters of prominent men at that time lived in comfort and respect while the mother of God has to take a journey in midwinter on foot while pregnant. How unfairly things happen. The evangelist shows us that when she arrived at Bethlehem, they were again considered insignificant and despised. They had to make room for others until they were finally shown to a stable. There they had to receive a common lodging, a common table, a common bedroom, and bed with the cattle. While many a wicked man sat at the head of the table in the inn and was honored as Lord. But no one noticed. No one noticed or recognized what God was doing in that stable. He lets the large houses and costly apartments remain empty. Their inhabitants eat and drink and be merry. But the comfort and the treasure is hidden from them. Oh, what a dark night it was for Bethlehem. A dark night in which it was not conscious of the true light. See how God utterly disregards what the world is or has or desires. And furthermore, the world shows how little it knows and how little it notices what God is and has and does. So this is the very first picture with which Christ puts the world to shame and shows us that all that the world does and knows and is is of the greatest folly. Its greatest wisdom is just foolishness. Its best action is injustice. And its greatest good is none other than misfortune. We see that in this account, this birth account, we see none other than darkness, our sinful condition. As the colic for today says, we are held in the old bondage under the yoke of sin. It shows us what we value and that which we consider to be unimportant. We see that this birth account illumines our fate and future. 
we see that without Christ, there's no peace. And yet with the reception of Christ, then angels announce peace. With the reception of Christ in true faith, heaven is opened up and the angels come and they bring heaven to us. It is the divine word which teaches us to know God and his work. And we see that God today acts no differently than the way he acted and taught before. Our Heavenly Father is still announcing the arrival of his son as the babe of Bethlehem. And our God is still directing our attention to a baby who was rejected even before he was come out of the womb. Now, if it weren't for the word... And it's teaching you, too, would reject Christ. Yes, the truth is, is that without the word, well, exposing our sinfulness, the darkness of our hearts, without the word driving his grace and mercy deep into our hearts, we would never know or give God our attention. Ah, you say, yeah, I, I would never do that. Well, we are too busy to stop. We are too busy to meditate upon our Lord's forgiveness. Oh yes, every day the sun is shining. It's shining out. But our body of water is troubled and it's turbulent. And thus we cannot see it, the sun. But when God comes and calms the troubled waters, the sun reflects beautifully upon that water. And we are refreshed by its image. We need the word to come. We need the word to prepare us. Because we do not gladly endure this kind of teaching from God, which shows that what we in the world favor is nothing before God. He does not regard our goods, our honor, or temporal power. Those things are fine. If the Lord gives them to you, use them in a God-pleasing way. But... Those things are of relative unimportance in God's eyes. You see, when God has something to say, he usually sends a prophet, and you ought to pay attention. But if he sends an angel from heaven, and lots of angels, then you know something big is happening. Luke 2, verse 9, And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Suddenly, there was with the multitude, with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly host. God is announcing, he's proclaiming, he's directing our attention to that which is important. And Bethlehem did not pay attention. Yeah, there will be those who will pay no attention to the birth of the Savior, which, spiritually speaking, is the greatest event that has ever happened. But they will not pay attention to the Savior of the world, no matter what. If he comes to be born in your town, pay attention. But they will not notice, even if he grows up in your town, Nazareth. They will not listen if he lives and makes your town his hometown, Capernaum. And if he comes to your holy city, Jerusalem, they will kill him. If he comes to the Passover festival... But God is pointing us to what is important. And the dark night of Bethlehem didn't see the light. If something is important, if something is regarded, 
uh, highly than there normally is a festival or a recognition of it. The opening ceremonies of the Olympics is usually a sight to see. The inauguration is a, a, of a president is usually a big to-do. And, and the winning of a World Series or a Super Bowl indicates parties and a parade. You can tell when something is important. There is a celebration. What we witness in Luke chapter 2 is the beginning. God the Father goes all in with an angel announcement, a full-blown angelic choir. Through the coming of our Savior Jesus Christ, we receive the forgiveness of sins. We're restored to the family of God. We receive eternal life. It is a big deal. And it's the culmination of all human history. Nevertheless, the only ones who would receive it were some shepherds outside of Bethlehem. Today, it's the Holy Christian Church. It is the only one who has noticed this thing. The family of God is the only one who highly regards the announcement of the advent of Christ in human flesh. It is but we who are considered lowly and disregarded shepherds who have come to rejoice at the news. We're to receive this thing, and like them, we are go to see this thing that will happen. You see, this explanation, this narrative that we have is quite, well, clear. It shows the angels going to the shepherds, of course. But it lets us know that he will not be taught by us to value the worldly things but we are required to come to his point of view. It is through this birth that we come to become shepherds who rejoice in the things which the angels are rejoicing about. So Luke cites the prophet Isaiah 9.6. Luke says, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Because Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 said, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. It's a big deal. And he is bringing us to his point of view. He is teaching us to rejoice in the things that he is pointing out. While the Bethlehemites remain in darkness, the shepherds receive the glory of the Lord all around them. They are taught, and so should we. The shepherds received the child in true faith and went to Bethlehem, but we cannot go to Bethlehem. We cannot receive this child physically, but we do receive it by the proclamation of the word. This one who is born to you, so that we would receive him spiritually, is received by faith. The announcement of the message is trusted in by our heart and soul. He was born without sin so that we might be reborn in holy baptism and we might be washed clean. James chapter 1 verse 18 says, Of his own will he brought us forth, that is, brought us forth to give birth to us, by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. We are born again through the Word. The one who believes in Christ receives the birth of Christ. His sinless birth covers up our sinful births. The appearance of his sinful life 
drives away our sinful life, we make his birth our own through faith in the Son of God. The hymn that we sang, hymn number five, stanza number four, says how his light drives out our darkness. The eternal light to us descends, its brightness to the earth it lends, and purely shines upon our night to make us children of the light. Christ's birth illumines our darkness so that we are taught to rightly understand the gospel. We learn to grow, to grow in love and praise of God and of his works, and we are devoted to the God who desires us to disregard worldly treasures and to give our attention to the one who is born for you. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. We stand the canticle, the offertory, Create in Me on page 18. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we thank Thee for all Thy goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of Thy dear Son and for the revelation of Thy will and grace. And we beseech Thee so to implant Thy word in us that in good and honest hearts we may keep it and bring forth fruit by patient continuance in well-doing. Most heartily we beseech thee so to rule and govern thy church universal with all its pastors and ministers that it may be preserved in the pure doctrine of thy saving word 
whereby faith toward thee may be strengthened and charity increased in us toward all mankind. Grant also health and prosperity to all in authority, especially to the President and Congress of the United States, the Governor and Legislature of this Commonwealth, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after thy good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please thee also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries that they may cease their enmity and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are suffering for thy name and for thy true sake, Comfort, O God, with thy Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of thy fatherly will. And although we have deserved thy righteous wrath and manifold punishment, yet we entreat thee, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth, nor our many transgressions, but out of thine unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, Defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of thy mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble show thyself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause also the needful fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations, and to all pure and useful knowledge, and crown them with thy blessings. Bless our Bishop James, our pastors Michael and Gary those in the armed forces, especially Jason and Blake, our police officers, especially Daniel and Alex, be with our shut-ins, Carolyn and Patty, with our elderly, Violet and Tom, also with those pregnant with child, Susan and Christina. Bless our students, Tom, Kara, Jonathan, Sarah, Sadie, and Alexis. Provide for the various needs of Kevin, Levi, Larry and Deb, Christina, Jim and Charlotte, Denise, Melanie, Hal and Carolyn. Be with those who have upcoming surgery procedures with Anita on the 29th and Patty Baker who has spine surgery on the 26th. These and whatsoever other things thou wouldst have us ask of thee, O God, Vouchsafe unto us for the sake of the bitter sufferings and death of Jesus Christ, thine only Son, our Lord and Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, 
and the power and the glory forever and ever. Exhortation, page 21, we stand. (coughs) Daily beloved, for as much as we purpose to come to the Holy Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ, it becometh us diligently to examine ourselves as St. Paul exhorteth us. For this holy sacrament hath been instituted for the special comfort and strengthening of those who humbly confess their sins and who hunger and thirst after righteousness. But if we thus examine ourselves, we shall find nothing in us but only sin and death from which we can in no wise set ourselves free. Therefore, our Lord Jesus Christ hath had mercy upon us and hath taken upon himself our nature, that so he might fulfill for us the whole will and law of God, and for us and for our deliverance suffer death and all that we by our sins have deserved. And to the end that we should the more confidently believe this and be strengthened by our faith, in a cheerful obedience to his holy will, he hath instituted the holy supper, the holy sacrament of his supper, in which he feedeth us with his body and giveth us to drink of his blood. Therefore, whoso eateth of this bread and drinketh of this cup, firmly believing the words of Christ, dwelleth in Christ and Christ in him, and hath eternal life. We should also do this in remembrance of him, showing his death, that he was delivered for our offenses, raised again for our justification, and rendering unto him most hearty thanks for the same. Take up our cross, follow him, and according to his commandment, love one another, even as he hath loved us. For we are all one bread and one body, even as we are all one par- are all partakers of this one bread and drink of this one cup.
Welcome to your seats. We'll start. The communion service is on page 144 in the blue hymnal. The Lord be with you. and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you Holy Lord Almighty Father everlasting God for in the mystery of the word made flesh you have given us a new revelation of your glory that seeing you in the person of your Son, we may be drawn to the love of those things which are not seen. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name evermore praising you and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God of Sabbath, and Lord of heaven and earth, we praise and thank you for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, 
and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endures forever. Let us pray. O God, the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. We ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled to serve you constantly. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Bless we the Lord. bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Amen.